Hello and welcome to the Erwin Mitchell podcast, here to keep you up to date with legal and financial news that matters to you. My name is Zara Fabani and I'll be in the hot seat today and we're going to be talking about our new counselling and coaching service and the role it plays within the sphere of family law. We're delighted to welcome our family law experts onto the podcast. Vicky Lambert, who is our new client coach and counsellor here at Erwin Mitchell. Vicky works with clients directly to empower them and help clients tackle those difficult challenges. We also have Rhiannon Lloyd, barrister at Four Paper Buildings. Rhiannon specialises in difficult financial cases for high net worth clients during marriage or relationship breakdown. Her cases regularly involve issues about complex trust structures, offshore matters and pre and post nuptial agreements. Rhiannon also specialises in private law children work and she believes there's a distinct advantage to the client in being able to offer assistance on both the financial and children law aspects of their case. Rhiannon also sits as a deputy district judge. And finally, Fiona Farrell, a senior associate here at Erwin Mitchell, who also specialises in resolving complex financial matters on divorce and children cases with a complex welfare or international element. Together, we're going to discuss the importance of coaching and counselling and the role it plays during and after a relationship breakdown and how it can be very effective in supporting the legal process. So thank you to everyone for joining me today. Vicky, we're going to start with you. You've recently joined us and we're really excited to have you here. How can you further help our clients, not just in the legal sense, but also from a holistic point of view? Please tell me about how counselling can support clients going through a family law issue. Oh, thank you for that, Zara. I'm really pleased to be here today and I'm really pleased to have joined Erwin Mitchell. It's such a unique offering and a really a very attractive offering for our clients. Um, as with any significant life changes, counselling can have a big impact. So no different here in this setting, in this context. I can provide help provide practical, professional and emotional support to help clients to find a more positive and constructive way forward. And especially sitting within this context, it's really useful for the client to be able to deal with any associated emotions that they may be going through, whatever they may look like. It could be feeling low mood, helpless, um, angry, frustrated, and it's nigh on impossible to make informed choices when you're feeling all these gamut of emotions. So it's really important to have someone that can sit alongside them to help them understand what's going on in, during or after the process, to help them to make more measured, informed choices. I think what I'm seeing at the moment is um, clients where they are um, perhaps um, co-parenting or cooperating with an ex-partner, or a current, even a current partner, and really helping them understand where they're coming from to support both themselves and their children. This can be used at any time during the process. Initially, when a client comes for legal help support, um, also during, they may, be, they may have instigated proceedings and feel fine in the beginning, but then further down the line, things may start to unfold where they're finding it difficult to manage. So some coaching along the way might be helpful to clients in that for the, with those needs. Also, when they come out the other side of the process, the orders have been written, the, the, this new person that they never anticipated they were going to be, at, say, 10 years ago, and, and it's like, well, who am I now? Where am I going? What can I do with this new life? What would it look like? And so counselling and coaching can really inform them as well. I think that's really helpful, Vicky. I, I really like what you say there about them becoming a new person, a new identity and working out who you are while you're going through a difficult time, but then accepting and going on the journey of change, I think is really important. So thank you for that. 
Fiona, you were very much part of the team that identified the need for counselling services for family law clients here at Irwin Mitchell. What do you see as the benefits of this service when you're working with the clients from a specific legal point of view? Thanks ever so much, Sarah, and thank you um, to all the members um, of the panel on the podcast. Um, I was so fortunate, Sarah, approximately a year ago, to be invited into a client insight survey project whereby existing and historical clients of Erwin Mitchell gave their feedback in terms of what we do really, really well, um, where there was scope to develop and, and to evolve our service lines and also in terms of what they value in terms of the services that we offer so we can deliver a Royals Royce service. A key part of that feedback was that the clients almost made an assumption in terms of coming to a firm like Owen Mitchell, they were going to get really, really good legal advice. But where we got good, great or exceptional service reviews was where the clients really felt that we had holistically catered to their needs. Um, there is an old saying that people don't remember necessarily what you say, but they remember how you made you feel. And I think that was a key part of the insight journey that many of the clients had, was that when they left Erwin Mitchell and they left the legal offering that we had given them, did we look after their needs? Did we look at the big picture for them holistically? And a massive part and um, that they complimented um, the lawyers within the team was the emotional support that was provided to them um, throughout, throughout their case. But there is a limitation ultimately in terms of the support that the lawyers can offer. We have all trained um, in terms of the legal profession and we are not qualified counsellors and we are not qualified therapists. Um, and sometimes our clients get stuck. And like Vicky alluded to, that for a lot of our clients, going through family breakdown is a shocking experience. It's riddled with overwhelm. It's riddled with with, with panic. Um, so for some people, it might be a relief. But sometimes our clients can get blocked in terms of where they are at in terms of hearing the messaging that is coming from their lawyers. And even though we might come up with fantastic strategies and legal advice um, in order to move their case forward and to serve their best interests, sometimes if a client is just stuck in panic um, or in overwhelm, they're going to bury their heads in the sand. They're not going to hear the advice that is given. And so therefore going and having an in-house therapy um, and counselling service, I think is a unique offering, not only because our clients can reach out and have emotional support, but also having Ficky in-house not only allows the client to tap into the therapeutic and counselling resource, but also Ficky has some understanding of the legal process. She understands and she has had she has been trained in terms of what the legal process looks like, what the pinch areas are, where clients are going to potentially encounter difficulties for the client to understand what's in their control and potentially some aspects of the proceedings that aren't in their control and I think that having that holistic image for the client allows them to to benefit from not only great legal advice but also great emotional support as well and the two dovetail together because I think once a client is emotionally open and they can see where they want to go and how they want to proceed. It feeds into the client's instructions and the delivery of the legal strategy. And I think both complement and dovetail each other ex extremely well. And I think actually there's an exceptional service offering to the clients for the two offerings in terms of legal advice and counselling to be run together. Thank you, Fiona. I mean, you're quite right. They go hand in hand. And I think they can really help open up the way the client 
feels, acknowledging how they feel, and from what you're saying, help them move their case forward at the same time, same time, which is exactly what they need. Rhiannon, coming to you, thank you so much for joining us. So as a barrister and a judge, do you notice a difference when clients have had counselling? And does that help or hinder when clients are actually going through specific court proceedings? Um, so I think the short answer is, as a barrister, certainly, yes, I do notice it. Um, we all know that divorce is a high stress thing that people go through. It's a major life event. People are being expected to make really important decisions at a time when they are, you know, really not in the best place emotionally to do so. And many people just aren't emotionally equipped, I think, to deal with the fallout. Um, and we often see, of course, that they often make the mistake of using their lawyers as their support system. Um, and this is a very, very expensive thing to do. Uh, and of course, it's not actually giving them what they need either. Um, so certainly in my experience, those people who do access some sort of emotional counselling or support throughout their divorce are definitely more able to focus on the relevant issues. Um, they're more able to just let things go. Uh, and uh, uh, as your previous guests have pointed out, they're more able to move on with their lives in the aftermath. And I think that what that does in terms of the proceedings themselves is that it may actually mean that the process is shortened for them uh, as they're more able to get into that sort of mindset of compromise. So I would actually see counselling as a really shrewd investment for any divorcing person going through the court system. Thank you, Rhea. And I think that's incredibly helpful and really good to know from your point of view, really. And as you say, you know, it's very expensive to use your lawyer potentially as your counsellor. And as Fiona has pointed out, lawyers are not qualified to do so. So having the right person doing the right job for you, I think is going to make a massive difference. Vicky, coming back to you now, as you've said, you offer coaching as well as counselling. And I know you gave an example earlier, but can you help me and tell me in more detail, what is the difference and how does one know what they need in terms of coaching or counselling? So counselling can help an individual uh, understand why they're experiencing a certain emotion, whether that's overwhelmed, angry, whatever's going on for them. They also may be in fixed ways of being and behave, especially in relationships, which is quite key in the area that we're working in. So it can help them understand their emotions, what they're going and have a really deeper understanding of themselves. And it will help them develop tools and strategies to improve their well-being, which will also help the legal process. Going on to coaching, that's far more solution focused. And somebody may have an idea, this is where I am now. This is where I want to go. They may understand their strengths. They may not know their areas where they may need some development. So the coaching could help them develop that and to make changes and to help them attain their goals. And when that's done with a degree of psychological awareness, that can be far more effective. So the client in the short does not need to know, do I want counselling? Do I want coaching? The client can come along and meet with me and we can discuss what they need. They may want counselling in the beginning. They may want coaching partway through. They may make coaching at the end. There's no set prescription for this. It's to, for me and the client to work out what would be best for them. So we can have an integrated approach even. That sounds great, Vicky, actually. And it makes sense, doesn't it? Because when you've been through something so tough as a divorce and you're moving on to the next chapter of your life, whether that be living without a partner or whether that be going back and refocusing on your job and moving forward in your employment, that's where coaching could really assist the client to move to the next new chapter of their life. Mm. So that's very helpful. Thank you. Fiona, coming back to you, 
some clients I can completely understand would only really have the capacity to speak to you, not to another person. And isn't it, and I know we've kind of talked about it a little bit today, but isn't it just part and parcel of your job as a family lawyer to offer that emotional support to clients, regardless of the fact of whether you're qualified or not? Isn't that just what all family lawyers, including you, do and have to do in any event? And I completely agree with you to an extent, Sarah, in terms of what gives me the purpose and the love of the job actually is part of giving the clients the emotional support. Um, I think that's what kind of gets you out of bed every morning and wants you to pursue your client's best interest because you do develop a rapport and a care for your clients and you want to achieve the best outcome for them. But I think a key part is to provide your client with choice. Ultimately, we are never going to I'm never going to turn away a client if they want to speak to me and they want my opinion and my judgment in terms of their current situation. I absolutely will provide that to them. However, like Rhiannon rightfully said, in terms of a charge out rate of a lawyer compared to a charge out rate of a counsellor, there is there is a cost implication there for, for clients. Um, and also there is an expertise issue here in terms of there are some clients that absolutely empathy, compassion, support is enough to get that client through the process. But for some clients, it is more than that. They need help. They need support, which we are not qualified to give. And therefore, having somebody in-house to be able to make a referral to on the client's instructions, be it for counselling or be it for coaching, because some clients want the answers. And I think having coaching in a kind of a focus-driven, a solution-focus-driven service, I think some clients can see a massive benefit to that. So I think, of course, the client will always have the choice to have the emotional support from their lawyer. But sometimes I think it's beneficial that the lawyer doesn't ride the emotional roller coaster with the client. Ultimately, we best serve our clients when we can view their case objectively. We're not effectively a postbox for the client in terms of their in terms of their desires and what they want to achieve. We give advice. Sometimes that advice is going to be unpalatable for the client. Sometimes it's going to be really positive and constructive for the client. But I think a level of objectivity is is key. But I also how we can support clients to look at solution driven outcomes, I think is really essential. So the key word I think, Sarah, that we're looking for is choice. Absolutely. I couldn't have put that better myself, Fiona. We are here at Owen Mitchell are focused on clients having choice in terms of what they need and what they want to achieve and, and how they do it. And that having Vicky in our armory to put forward to them as well makes such a difference. Thank you for that. Um, Vicky, what advice would you give to someone who may think, actually, I'm entirely terrified of speaking to you because this could open a can of worms that just might be too much for me and I just don't think I could go there. What would you say to that person? Oh, that's a really good question, Zara. And following on from what Fiona said, I totally get it when a client has built a rapport with their lawyer and, you know, they've told them things and they want to maintain that relationship. So it can be very daunting to come and meet another individual and to explain everything that's going on for them. But I would really encourage clients to come and meet me because we I offer a free 30 minute introductory appointment where we can meet and discuss exactly what the client needs. I work in a very client led way so that I'm only working at their pace and keeping them contained and safe at all times. And they're very much in the driving seat at all times so that they can help, we can find a, a solution together 
to uh, to get the best outcome for them. And it's totally separate from the legal process and they can you know, work through things, whatever's going on for them. And as Fiona's alluded to earlier, not to the charge at rate that um, a counsellor will charge. And it's and it's helpful for them to to have that different space where they can spend time discussing on whatever's going on for them on a day to day basis. But I would never let a client unravel and feel that, you know, they were taken to places that they didn't want to go. Because for some people, as I've explained earlier, coaching is more beneficial. They don't want to be talking about things that have happened in the past or how that's impacting on them. They want a more solution focused way to get forward in this moment with this very difficult time in their life but for some people they want to spend time discussing about past relationships um current relationships children all of these things and they can do this in their in a different space so that when they then go along to meetings they can make more informed choices and also it takes the pressure off the lawyer as fiona said you know it can be very difficult to when you know some of the emotional stuff that's going on for a client to work in a more constructive way that's really helpful. I mean, it sounds very much about creating a safe space for them so that you do actually look after them and help them focus on what they need to focus on. That sounds really good. Fiona, looking at your client base, what percentage of clients do undertake some form of non-legal support? And have you noticed any trends over the years and where do you see it going generally? Sorry, it's really interesting that you asked that question. I would say easily within my client base, a third to 50 percent are seeking out some form of additional holistic support. So it may be through private counselling, it may be through support of their GP, it may be many employers now offer kind of a bank of counselling hours through a benefit scheme and through their employment, but often people are seeking additional holistic support, dovetailing the legal advice that they seek. Um, and I've identified probably three trends in terms of pinch points for client whereby they may benefit from some counselling or coaching support. Um, the trends that I see are making the decision, um, actually making the decision to either leave your relationship or stay within your relationship is a really difficult one. And I think us as family lawyers will have all had the experience where we might see a client two, three, four times over a period of a couple of years before they finally make that decision that actually they do want to separate um, and they might have sought some kind of marriage guidance counselling in the interim. They are forewarned and forearmed in terms of the legal options, but often having therapy kind of alongside the legal options in terms of separation. Um, it gives them the options to consider how emotionally the fallout will, will impact them, what may impact their family, may impact their children. And so when they finally make that decision, it's not a rush decision. It's not done in haste because of a row. It's done in a really informed way. Um, and I think many clients not only look at probably marriage guidance counselling in this interim period, but I would also recommend seeking personal counselling, individual counselling in this period to effectively weigh up the options so that when the decisions are made, they are well thought through and, and, cons and constructive decisions. Often, um, where I do see counselling used a lot in terms of my practice is when somebody is caught off completely off guard, um, whereby one 
party has clearly decided to leave the relationship, but may have it may have been in the works for months. They may have got their legal advice. They may have sought their counselling. But for the other party, they're completely blind to it. And so the decision that is then made or communicated to them comes as a complete shock and they are reeling from the news that is given to them. Um, and often you have your initial meeting with these clients and they, they don't hear you and it's, it's no fault of the client. They are just reeling. It's like a loss. It's like grief. You are telling them all the strategy in terms of the legal advice and how best to protect their position. But they, they, they just can't believe where they are at. And I think having some form of counsel counselling to kind of deal with the shock, deal with the fallout, I think gets the client re-engaged in the process of protecting themselves legally. But I think the two do go um, hand in hand. But often I've seen counselling used in that context. And oddly, probably the third phase where I've seen counselling used is at the end of a case, because I think many clients not only have established a relationship with their lawyer in that time, but also it is the last kind of the litigation or in the, the legal involvement in terms of their case with some connection to their spouse or their other half. Whereas when the case is over and the dust settles, they are left without kind of the, the relationship any longer is the reality setting in that the relationship is over. Often, if there are children involved, there may be court orders in place or an agreement regarding custody um, issues, but it's a piece of paper. And whilst the orders ha have kind of manifest effect, ultimately, you still have to co-parent with that other party. Um, and therefore, I think many people benefit from counselling to kind of come to terms with the loss of that relationship and to kind of put into place what they want for their future. It may be, as Vicky alluded to, a very different future than they thought they were going to have 10 years ago. But I think with the benefit of counselling, it's a coming to terms process, possibly discussions in and around ongoing and long term co-parenting without kind of a legal framework being put in place, but also looking to the future. And I think that's where I think counselling has a, a manifest advantage in terms of clients aren't left on their own and they've always got that support ongoing in order to create their new um, futures post-family and um, breakdown. Thank you Fiona, that does give some considerable food for thought for to our listeners really, so many stages of uh, the process and, and, and it is bereavement, it is grief, you know, at the end of these relationships or marriages, it can be incredibly difficult. So it's it's powerful stuff that you talk about. Rhiannon, so as I understand it, the courts can order that clients attend anger management courses, parenting courses. Doesn't it make sense for the court to, in certain circumstances, perhaps order the parties to seek counselling or coaches, coaching or is this beyond the court's remit? So on one level, I agree with you, it makes total sense. So particularly when I'm sitting, I often think, gosh, you know, if I could just get these people to go and speak to someone and to maybe just reflect a little bit more on their position, um, you know, things would be a lot easier for them and their family. Um, but I think the problem is, is that particularly with the counselling, it's more akin to therapy and therefore it's medical treatment. Um, and a court just doesn't have power to order that without a party's consent. I think maybe the coaching aspect may be a little bit different because that may be seen more analogous to things like the anger management or the parenting courses. I think that one of the hesitations I would have on making any order, really, whichever form it took, 
is, you know, how useful is it going to be if parties are forced to attend? You know, I think that um, counselling, for it to be effective, people have to be receptive to it. They have to be open-minded. They can't be closed off to it. And frankly, if they're there under duress or court order, um, I just don't see how, you know, they're really going to benefit um, from it. So I think in terms of a court role, I think what might be helpful that a court can do um, is to give guidance at an early stage to perhaps encourage people to access these resources in the same way it encourages people to mediate, for example. Um, I think many clients may not have even thought about this aspect at all. They may not know um, what services are out there or how to access those resources. So I think some form of signposting um, from the court um, could be helpful. And I think one of the added benefits of um, you know, guidance coming from, from the court system um, or, or, or from judges direct to uh, the people that are in front of them, is that often, it, you know, it may take away the stigma. I think that there is still a lingering feeling with therapy and counselling in this country that it's not the norm. It's a very American thing to do or, you know, it's something that people can't cope do. Um, and I actually think, you know, that if a court is encouraging you to try this, it might make you rethink that a little. Uh, and it may, may mean that you take steps to actually uh, try try something out or access something that you perhaps had closed yourself off to and that can only be a good thing I think. I couldn't agree more thank you all so much I think that's been really incredibly informative and hopefully it will have helped our listeners to think more about counselling coaching and whether you want or think you need it yourself or you want to recommend it to somebody else then hopefully you can reach out and and we or others within the legal community can help you and that's it for today thank you for listening to the Owen Mitchell podcast if you found it interesting then join us for our next episode goodbye for now